Yes, this is a Business Enabler podcast. Uh, really excited to welcome my next guest. I'll give him a chance to introduce himself. Uh, my name is Shane Mulrooney. I'm uh, the current vice president of legal over at uh, Home Chef. We are a um, meal kit, traditionally a, a meal kit delivery company, although more recently, um, since we were uh, underwent a merger with Kroger, uh, we've become and are expanding into more of a meal solutions uh, company. That's fascinating, right? Uh, so look, I, Shane, when we met, I shared a story with you about how Home Chef has actually helped to save some marriages, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, right. it's great to hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever we can do. Yeah, whatever we can do. Um, let's discuss uh, a little bit about your background. So you talked about your role there at Home Chef. Any interesting facts about how you got to where you are today? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think it's my background is interesting in that I've kind of bounced around um, from different um, different types of disciplines. So, um, in, in undergrad, I studied communications and rhetoric, and then ended up becoming a tax lawyer. Um, so, didn't have any sort of tax or even real you know business background, and then went from being um, a tax attorney. Um, to you know a more uh, broad general counsel, and um, it's 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 I've had to use a lot of different skills along the way and pick things up, but also actually found that you know in seemingly very unrelated roles have had a lot of very similar um, similar skill sets. Yeah, that's really interesting, right? So this idea of being both an artist and a scientist yeah. in law. Yeah, 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 definitely agree. I mean, there's there's. Uh, Aspects to both of those, yeah. Great. Now, give us a sense of what you do day to day. Uh, what does a day in the life look like uh, in your world? Sure. So um, I lead the legal department over at Home Chef, and there are three of us. We are three strong. Uh, two other attorneys that report up into me, and so my day to day has gone more from when I started. I was the first and only uh, lawyer on staff, and so handling any every and anything legal that um, and sometimes not so legal that came through the company and that's morphed into more management of the team um, however because we are still you know relatively lean I'm still definitely doing substantive legal work and not simply just managing you know the, the movement of the of the work itself um, and then you know, so there's the day-to-day -day advising, uh, contracts, um, working with compliance in our food safety, uh, employee safety, HR, you know, f finance and accounting, all of that kind of day-to-day -day stuff. Yeah. And then also advising the executive team um, is something more specific to my role. Oh, that's interesting, right? So you do have uh, that direct line of access to the C-suite. Mm -hmm you're the go-to for some key advice points and recommendations. In addition to that, it seems like a number of your responsibilities are also operational. Yep. Right? So let's talk about how that has evolved, specifically pre-transaction and then now post-transaction. Well, so that's, that's an interesting, um, interesting question. I mean, we tried to set up uh, after we had established a legal department instead of just Shane Mulroney, yep. uh, more process for people to um, 
to access us and for, for work to come through the legal department and for us to track the work that was happening for a number of different reasons. And that was set up prior to the transaction. Okay. Um, Post-transaction, I would say the difference is now because we are on such a high growth trajectory, we have a lot of new people that are coming through and yep. that's actually been great because we can introduce that process as you know more of like what's always been yeah. done here whereas yeah. when we first introduced it to people that have been around the company for longer than me it took a lot more getting used to yeah um, I, I would say so that's one thing internally another piece is um, how we have now the Kroger legal department okay um, and how they've been able to help us and we've been able to leverage them on whether it's substantive um, areas of the law or actually just access for people in our organization uh, we've been having a direct line into the Kroger legal department has been very helpful yeah Shane that's really insightful so what I hear you saying is you have experience in managing a law department from different maturation stages mm -hmm. right when it's just a one-person team three-person team pre-transaction post-transaction and then also how you collaborate with a, a larger law department. So that's, that's fascinating from a, a number of different angles. Mm -hmm. Given that base of experience, what are your thoughts on the mission of the law department? Sure, so, you know, put succinctly, I mean, I think, I think you know, the title of your podcast, <laughs> Business yep. Enabler, is really, really, really hits it on the head. I mean, on, you know, to one degree, you definitely are there to manage risk. Um, but I think some law departments and some lawyers might more more narrow narrowly view that as their only objective. Um, the business views the legal department as um, you know another department, whether that's with finance or HR or you know it's it's not. I don't want to. It's not anything in particularly special. Everybody works together in order to achieve the business goals. And so the legal department, you manage risk in a, in a way that does so in order to advance those goals. You enable the business. Um, and that's not, that managing risk is one part of that, but it could be a number of other, uh, other aspects too. Uh, are there some recent examples that you can access where you have enabled the business, whether it was... Uh related to a short-term objective or something that was a, a little bit longer term? Sure, I mean, um, we, you know, a, a couple of, so we recently um, executed a new lease for a new distribution space, a uh, new distribution center in California. Okay. Uh, fortunately, it was a block away from our existing one, so it's, <laughs> oh, it's nice. everybody's, yeah, really excited yeah. about it, a lot more space, we're really excited about its ability to uh, give us more capacity out on the West Coast. Um, but, you know, we had a lot of interested parties. We had somebody on our side from the operations team leading things from the business side. Okay. We had brokers. We had the legal department. Um, nobody in that group, or I should say, on the at least on the business side, it was a relatively uh, junior person, and the brokers also had their own process. Nobody really um, knew, or not, I shouldn't say knew, nobody really um, had been through that entire process before, I should say, I guess. Interesting. And so, um, you know, the legal department could, we could have simply, uh, you know, gotten the, the lease comments, mm -hmm. provided our input, mm -hmm. and sent it on. But instead, 
drawing on my experience um, as as a tax lawyer, actually, when I was doing deals, this is very similar to doing a any sort of deal, um, really drove process to completion, like project management. Absolutely. And so that was kind of going above and beyond, I yeah. think, what you would might traditionally just think of as a lawyer, just, hey, give me your comments, and then mm-hmm. we'll take the rest of it. It was really... Here are our comments. What's next? Here, these are the next steps we need to do. Who's involved? We need yeah. to, we need you know input from this person and this person. And hey, this person hasn't been involved yet. Bring them in. They're going to be the one that knows you know what we need to do on these number of things. So yeah. having a line of sight into other areas of the business um, that not everybody does yeah. have provides uh, the legal department, I think, to be in a unique position to to manage projects to completion. Yeah, I mean, that success story really resonates with me. I, I know when we talk with a number of different leaders, just you know, sharing some of those experiences where you can take different disciplines and different skill sets and sort of harmonize all of those to drive an objective. Mm-hmm. I know you and I are both uh, sports fans, so you sort of quarterbacked that process. Yeah, that's a good, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Right, so you put yourself at the same level as a Tom Brady in, in that situation, right? Yeah, so, yeah, 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 I think so. I think that's a fair comparison. I don't want to get like, too big in the head, right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's a fair comparison, yeah. So this is a, a nice segue, actually, you know, talking about skill sets into what are the key ingredients, Shane, that are necessary for a law department to truly be a business enabler. Sure. So one of the things that we want to put forward is this idea of people. So give us a sense of that. So when you think of the people component to drive that mission, thoughts on skill sets, thoughts on resourcing, outsourcing, and sourcing. Sure. So um, one, I think, very important piece is being a uh, approachable and outgoing uh, to, you know, to an extent that makes you feel comfortable, um, lawyer. And so, you know, I think client service, client service is always, you know, a, a seminal piece of, of being an attorney and whether that's outside or inside a company. And so when it's inside, you know, I, I kind of continue to repeat this to my, to my own team is that, you know, the rest of the company, the company, you know, we represent the company, but the, the individuals within it, the company's made up with the individuals and they are our clients. I mean, for ethical purposes, the company is our client. client but think of the, of the different people that we work with as our clients and think of providing them with the best service that you can possible. And so what that means, um, you know, I, I go out of my way to try and make myself available to the executive and, you know, VP level and my, uh, the guys, you know, um, on the team do the same for the more manager and director level. And what that means, I mean, we get a new, like I said, we're hiring a bunch of people. Yeah. We, get, we get somebody new at one of those mm-hmm. levels. I mean, we'll go and we'll introduce ourselves mm-hmm. after, you know, get, let them have a couple of days before they have to talk to a lawyer, right? <laughs> okay. But introduce ourselves, let them know we're there for them. Yeah. And I think that provides um, them the comfort that they can then come to us early and with you know, issues that they might not, you know, they might come and say, oh, I don't know if this is really what you guys do, if, you yeah. know, this is legal or not, but I need somebody to bounce something off of. Yeah. And I'd like to think that the department is made up of generally relatively intelligent people that mm-hmm. we can provide help, yeah. um, whether that's legal or access or, you know, because we know we've been around the business for a while. Mm-hmm. Or just, you know, our take on something coming from a logical perspective. Yeah, Shane, that's a really good point. So it's just this idea of uh, introducing the law department as a problem-solving yeah. department, right? So let's double-click on that, if you don't mind. In those 
introductory conversations, you know, with uh, a new executive or a new manager. Are there a menu of services that you discuss with that new manager? Hey, this is what we do in legal. You know, we can help you with these types of questions. We probably can't help you with these types of questions. Give us a sense of how those conversations flow. Yeah, I mean, really, it, they're, they're very informal. Okay. And it'll be more so, you know, welcome aboard. Mm-hmm. Where did you come from? Get some kind of background. What is it that you're looking to do here? And, and then we kind of run with that and say, okay, you know, interesting this is what we do mm-hmm. and this is how those you know what we do connect with you know the goals that you have that's powerful so you first get a sense of their objectives their success metrics and then you try to contextualize legal work and legal support based on that yeah and again i think that ties to my earlier point about right being being uh there for client service and, en- and enabling the business we are another input into mm-hmm. the success of the business and so let's talk about the business goals and then how we can help them yeah so one of the challenges that a number of in-house counsel professionals uh, Shane have is how do you identify these types of skill sets you know the skill sets of you know being a good advisor the skill sets of being able to contextualize legal work for the business how do you contextualize that and how do you sort of do that as part of a recruitment and a retention strategy, right? Sure, yeah, I wish I could (laughs) give you a good, I've gotten lucky, I've gotten very lucky, I feel like, I mean, you know, I went right from, this is my first in-house role, um, and I've hired two attorneys, Mm. I've recruited and hired two attorneys, and they've been phenomenal. So, you know, I think I was, it was probably more of, um, during that recruitment process, it was more of a, personable, you know, do I get along with this person? Does it seem like somebody that has the same values and, and, and viewpoint as I do? I guess actually I can, I, I, I mean, one, one point on that is I did have um, several different stakeholders okay. with whom I work or worked regularly uh, conduct the interview. And so that was actually very helpful because I knew that whoever I hired was going to be working with these people. And so I want them to like this person and, and, and get a sense of, of the um, candidate being somebody with whom they could work. Yeah. And the feedback that I got actually influenced who I ended up going with at the end of the day because on some people where I was, you know, hey, this person seems like a good attorney, they definitely have a good background, mm-hmm. very intelligent, and I got some feedback from other business leaders that I didn't really get the vibe there. It didn't yeah. seem like they knew how to handle this situation or just seemed mm-hmm. like they'd be difficult to work with. And so that influenced who I ended up going with. So I think involving them, involving the business in the recruitment process is important. That's actually a really good practice, right? Uh, one of the reasons why I think that's a highly recommended practice is it gets the business involved as early as possible. Yep. So there's a stake and a buy-in that they have as part of your recruitment process. So when down the line or downstream they engage with someone from legal in some ways they were part of that individual being in legal yeah no right? that's a good point <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly yeah feel some ownership over that. some ownership over that yeah that's interesting so look let's explore that really quickly shane so was that i mean methodically i mean did you think of hey you know i can do this interview on my own i i you know i'm well versed enough in <laughs> the requirements of the job to to run the interview on my own or did you sort of get the idea around, uh, let me pull in some executives, let me pull in some of my business stakeholders to expand kind of that uh, that approach. Maybe give me a sense of that. Like, yeah, I mean, I think it was, um, 
I think it naturally led itself. Okay. Since I was the only attorney, yeah. you know, but if you have a bigger legal department, you might be tempted to just have somebody interview only within that legal yeah. department, I guess, depending on the role. But for me, you know, I, I, I suppose even, even as a sole attorney, you could kind of box yourself in and yeah. say, uh, this person's going to be reporting to me. I need, you know, I need them to, uh, I need to be the only one, the, the one that has the most input on it. Yeah. I think it was also maybe it came natural because it was just a function of the home chef and working there. And okay. it just, the collaboration that the we culture, already yeah. had, the corporate yeah. culture. Yeah, so I interviewed, uh, I had in the past interviewed people for roles and functions outside of legal. And so it just led itself naturally, yeah, this is what we do here. Yeah. We're all going to be working together, so we might as well have a stake in that. Yeah, no, that's that's a fantastic practice, uh, and I'm glad we you know further contextualized, uh, substantiated that. Um, look, I I would not be surprised, Shane, if we get some follow up where individuals would want to talk to you about how Home Chef established that very collaborative culture, because you know if I hear what you're saying correctly, you know there might be an interview for someone in finance or in HR, and a head of legal gets pulled into that interview just as a second set of eyes, second mm -hmm. set of ears. That, that's a really good practice. Yeah, um, and it depends on the role, you know, yeah, but, but definitely yeah. does help to provide, a, you know, additional viewpoint. Absolutely. So let's talk process. Um, so given the maturation of your law department, I would imagine that there's some process improvements that you've put in place. And within this question, Shane, there are two things that I want to explore. Process challenges that you solved for, mm -hmm. and maybe things that were not challenges that you sort of took to a next level. So. Something went from bad to good on one end, and then something went from good to great. Sure, so um, one uh, process that we put in place was, again, around access mm -hmm. to the legal department. When I um, first started, everything just came to me, right? And that actually persisted even after um, I made the, the, the two hires. Uh, all the legal work, was coming through to my inbox and then I was disseminating out and, and delegating. And that was overwhelming because I spent, I was spending way too much time just organizing and delegating, delegating and not enough time, it didn't provide me with enough time to manage and do my own substantive work. Um, so eventually what we put into place were two different ways that people could access uh, or that the, the company could access the legal department. Mm -hmm. We developed a uh, contract intake form for for all contracts, which we were kind of borrowing from, kind of borrowing from a lean um, mentality, which was let's you know we get these contracts in from um, from from a different stakeholders, and we you know they, they'll send us something and say hey yeah. take a look, and we're like well what's the context here, you know what's <laughs> yeah. the cost, where's this coming from, what is it for, you know all the is there an NDA signed up with this party. All these different questions, and we'd have to go back and forth, and it would take forever. It would waste a bunch of time, take forever before we could even really dive in. Because yeah. not a lot of people would appreciate that in order for legal to really understand and, and review a contract, we need the full context. Mm -hmm. So this form, while it's a little bit more of a pain, and there was a balance for you know the rest of the business, making it not so much of a pain on the front end, while minimizing back and forth yeah. um, on the back end, it has definitely provided us with a much more streamlined process okay. for, you know, so they submit the contract through this form, they fill out a few quick questions, and then we have all the context we need to dive in. Interesting. So that really, that really cut down on that back and forth. And the other way that 
the other access point was setting up, which I think is pretty common, um, but took me a little while to figure out, was yeah. just a legal inbox. Okay. And that we take turns managing. We actually have one, uh, one attorney who, re- who really runs it now, and that has provided us with a, you know, provided me with a lot more, you know, room to breathe. Interesting. Yeah, the, the contract intake form idea I think is very interesting. It's also, I don't want to say it's easy to set up, but it's simple to set up. Yeah, yeah, right? it can be, and then yeah. you can build on it more and more. You know, I know, so, I know, I've, I've, you know, seen other legal departments mm-hmm. that really have a sophisticated yeah. type of technology. Actually, mm-hmm. ours is a Google form. It's nothing fancy, but they'll have these technologies built, which is what I would love to get to. And again, this is kind of borrowing from the lean discipline, mm-hmm. where you know, if you answer certain questions certain ways, different types of the next questions will come up, Interesting. and it'll lead you down different paths. So that really, by the time you're done with mm-hmm. it, uh, again, balancing the time that it takes to do. Yeah, I mean, you, we've got everything we need. It's in front of the right yeah. person, and then you know that business person can go on and. And forget about it. Yeah. So similar to like a decision tree, this would be sort yes. of like a, a yes. qualification tree that just yeah. takes you Same down idea. different branches. Yeah, that, that is interesting. Probably a really good segue. You talk about technology. Let's, and I'll ask this question philosophically, right? So Shane, you're setting up a law department and you could have a couple of different types of technologies to really enable your law department. What are some things that you look for? What are some technologies that you prioritize as part of that? Yeah, so um, contract management. Okay. has been uh, huge for us. Okay. And we found a great, I'll put in a plug, um, great company uh, for, for our situation called Concord. Okay. And they are um, you know, your typical cloud contract management. We actually have used them beyond that to be more of a full stop contract and document management system. So it's cloud and every, everything Every important legal or substantive legal document, whether that's uh, correspondence related to a litigation matter or a contract or a filing with the government, is housed in the con- in the Concord system, and that's something that um, we set up as as a, as a department after everybody was on board. Looking back on it, because of the flexibility they have with cost mm-hmm. and and implementation, if I had known about it. The second day I started, I would have gotten in. That 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 is definitely something that we've found to be very helpful. And no more are we scrambling. Hey, you know, I, I tell this story all the time. Um, I was on a boat fishing up in um, Lake Michigan, yeah, in Door County, Wisconsin, and got a call from my COO, Shane. We need this document, and this was before when I was just a, a solo mm-hmm. um, lawyer and. I had to sit down and dig through my emails on my phone, you know, and, and nowadays that never happens, right? Yeah. yeah. So that was super useful. Um, one other piece of technology I think I can plug if okay. I have time. Oh, uh, go ahead. Yeah, is um, Priori Legal is okay. uh, a great way for us to find outside counsel in very specific or niche areas um, at very cost-effective ways. They They source attorneys from all over the country mm-hmm. um, that they're, they're these maybe smaller shop or regional mm-hmm. attorneys that don't have the national reach and that allows us to find people much more cost effectively um, than we would just maybe by relationships yeah. so those two things about starting a legal department you know yeah. a new one that those are what I would stick with yeah actually look I really appreciate that context uh, right and you know it's a question I always like to ask 
you know, if you sort of had a magic wand that you could right. just wave, what, what would you have? Because I, I do think it really focuses attention on what's most important for setting up that law department that day zero could be a business enabler. Yep. Right, and, and there are some things that you need to, to do that. And part of the work that we do here at Moray Global as well is, you know, we consult with uh, law departments both as it relates to on-demand resourcing as well as on-demand technology. And one of the fascinating things is there are a number of law departments that haven't quite figured out key requirements as it relates to technology needs. Mm -hmm. Right, and by key requirements, how do you put together a business case, for example, for a piece of technology to come in-house. Yep. So maybe using one of these examples, uh, you know, take me through your, your business case. How did you talk to the CFO? What were some things that you collected from resource providers to really make that case? Yeah, I mean, I think with the, with the contract management, I mean, that, that really led itself um, to, you know, the, I, getting a call on a boat <laughs> while fishing. <laughs> yeah. People kind of then realized, and then all I had to do was kind of do my research and find yeah. out which ones made the most sense. Yeah. <laughs> and really, the, um, how I sold Concord to the CFO and to the other, the other departments, um, the other leaders, was flexibility okay. on cost and um, flexibility on in user base and usage. Yeah. And so it's a lot easier to sell something to say, hey, you know, this is a, it's gonna be a limited rollout. Yeah. It's not gonna change. I think this was a, a th something that a lot of people were scared of too, is that, you know, again, business enabler, right, means um, we're enabling, but we're not disabling either. We don't Correct. wanna get in people's way. Absolutely. When they're trying to, uh, trying to do their day job. And so the worry was if we're gonna implement some new whole contract system, is it gonna confuse everybody? You know, are they gonna, you know, it's gonna slow them down from being able to do their day job. And so Concord was a, was a very limited way to kind of yeah. satisfy the legal needs mm -hmm. and, and manage that risk of you know, making sure we had every, all of our ducks in a row mm -hmm. um, without really upsetting the kind of the day-to-day the -day and the flow of Absolutely. the rest of the business. Yeah, creating unnecessary disruptions yeah, and, and all that, right? right. Yeah, Absolutely. which maybe on some other services, at the end of the day, yeah. you get through all that and it is easier, yeah. but Home Chef is in a unique position and was at the time too where we are just, it's growth, growth, yeah. growth. And <laughs> yeah. so any sort of little disruption it, it is seen with a negative light. And yeah. so, you know, minimizing that was yeah. uh, priority. Yeah, so something else I take away from this uh, story that you just laid out, Shane, is the fact that you can do most of your job on a boat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. If I could be fishing every day, yeah, 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 yeah. Might as well be. right, yeah. right. Um, I, I think this uh, probably sequences very well into the last kind of couple of thoughts here and questions, Shane. We've explored your thoughts on the mission of the law department. We've explored your background, which I believe is really fascinating, just given the multidisciplinary nature of, mm -hmm. you know, picking up you know different types of work uh, from a, a legal perspective. And then also being a business leader, not just you know head of legal, but business leader. So someone comes to you and they're seeking mentorship and some wisdom in how they architect and manage their careers. What are some thoughts that you would have for individuals like this? And again, I want to keep this very open-ended. You can take this any number of directions. Yeah, so um, in terms of, I mean, uh, if somebody's looking for you know a lot a lot of a lot of attorneys and I've spoken on a couple panels before yep. um, to outside counsel mm -hmm. around what it what it 
takes to be inside counsel, I guess, yep. um, and what the differences are and all of that. And so if somebody's looking for that sort of kind of career advice, how do I, how do I manage the transition from outside to inside? I mean, um, I mean, you know, how I got there, which I didn't actually touch on, which is also kind of an interesting story, which is total luck and, and um, networking, which is like the thing that everybody hates to hear is you got to network, but I'm, I, that's how I got my job. Um, and so meeting as many people, being as open to meeting people, going to whatever events, not, you know, you go, you go to hundreds mm-hmm. and one of them might, might hit and having that understanding. So I do think that that's is important as, a, as an attorney for, for your career. Um, the other big piece uh, from outside to inside, I think, well, actually, I shouldn't say that. The same thing applies to both and people seem to lose that, okay. which is um, not only knowing your client, knowing your client, I think is actually the way to put it, and yeah. anticipating their needs. So outside counsel, it's a little bit different because you're, you're generally dealing with the attorney and the, the in-house attorney, and you want to provide the real legal, this is the legal answer. Yeah. And then it's the inside attorney's job <laughs> to then translate that Absolutely. into what it means for the business. And so in that situation, the in-house counsel what they should be doing is anticipating what you know, whoever the COO, the CFO, whoever they're sending that to, the questions that are going to be asked. Well, why do we have to do? Why is it? Do we really have to? What's the risk related to that? Or what's the, you know, what's and by risk, what's the magnitude? Or what's what are the chances that you know it's gonna it's gonna come come to fruition? You know, all of those things. What are the alternatives? You need to have that in place, and that took me a, a little getting used to because for you know when I first started for a little while it was. Well, here's what outside counsel says. Yeah. You know, and that's not the answer. That's that's just one part of the answer. So then, and why I say it's the same for inside and outside, it's because then outside counsel can always do a better job anticipating that the in-house lawyer has to translate it. So outside counsel should then anticipate that and give advice. Obviously, there's always some CYA components outside counsel, but they can do, I always find, the outside counsel that I go to repeatedly that I like are the ones that are that know, you know, what the follow-up questions are going to be from my <laughs> COO. Correct. Um, so I think no matter where you are in the legal field in the legal discipline, knowing your client and anticipating their needs is our top top priorities. Spot on, Shane. Spot on. Very well said. Last question. So. We fast forward five, ten years from now. What would you love to be doing, personally, professionally? I mean, hopefully, you know, still, um, you know, there's there's a lot of growth opportunity in in Home Chef. Um, we and as we continue to work with Kroger, you know, however, if you go far enough out, I think, you know, very likely, um, probably starting another legal department at another high growth very exciting uh, startup. I, I, I had a blast doing it with Home Chef and learned so much and feel like I can bring that you know experience to any number of different areas uh, in different companies. Great, and Shane, you know, I shared this with you uh, earlier. One of the most important skill sets is gratitude, right? So I'm immensely grateful to you for taking the time. Yeah, we really yeah, appreciate the thoughts, here. appreciate the best practices that you shared, appreciate the experiences that you shared. Very fascinated to digest all of this. Right? Like a home chef meal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very easy to digest. Very, easy to digest. Very delicious.